48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. The DAB is the big winner in the geographical constituencies in yesterday's LegCo polls. The head of the Electoral Affairs Commission hails the election arrangements, saying voting and counting went smoothly. And former LegCo president Andrew Lerng says non-establishment candidates didn't win many seats because they weren't good enough. With all the results now in from the geographical constituencies in yesterday's LegCo election, non-establishment candidates have failed to win a single seat. By contrast, the DAB has emerged as the big winner, with its candidates winning in each of the ten constituencies. The DAB's chairwoman, Starry Lee, won nearly 96,000 votes in Kowloon Central, the most among geographical constituency candidates. She said a voter turnout of about 30% was within her expectations. This is a new system. This is a system we call Patriot Administrating Hong Kong, right? This is uh, different from the previous one. Therefore, you cannot compare directly. And I believe that uh, with the new system, people need time to get used to that. Therefore, the 30% uh, turnout rate, I would say, is within my expectation. Former lawmaker Frederick Fung, who lost in Kowloon West, said he didn't get enough votes because many people feel indifferent to the current political situation and the LegCo election. Many people who support democracies won't come out to vote. That creates a situation that I can't get enough voting in the uh, campaign. Jofi Chan from the Federation of Trade Unions won the race in New Territory Southwest. She was asked about the voter turnout and what she wants to achieve in the legislature. I think the quantity isn't the only element for election. I think the quality also matters. And that's why we have this consolidation of the electoral system. I think we have a better representation as a youngsters being able to be elected. I think for whatever politicians at whatever age, the most important, the prime priority would be housing issues. In the functional constituency elections, incumbents Felix Chung and Christopher Jung failed in their re-election bids. The Liberal Party leader lost to Sonny Tan of the Federation of Industries in the textiles and garments sector. Mr Cheung from the Business and Professionals Alliance was defeated by Robert Lee in financial services. Here's Mr Lee who chairs the Hong Kong Securities Association. Having been in the industry for close to 20 years, I think speaking to with a lot of the voters and our industry, I think we do look for change and especially for small, medium uh, enterprises, uh, small brokerages, I think um, they're facing a lot of challenges. So in the future, we do need to work hard and help bring them along and hopefully that we can uh, we can have common prosperity amongst uh, the different types of companies uh, within the industry. The 16 newcomers among the functional constituencies include the DAB's Edmund Wong, who won in the accountancy sector. He said the first thing he would do is to meet up with people from his sector to learn how to help with their most critical needs. I think the first thing I will meet the different sectors because in the accounting professions we have different sectors. And so that I could understand more the most urgent or important, more critical stuff that I should handle first. Then I will, the first thing I will meet with different setters so that I could cater their requirements. Meanwhile, Sonny Tan from the Federation of Industries says voters told him they wanted a new start and a new image and said he could communicate well with the central government. When I've been visiting all my voters, we've been identifying a lot of pain points in the industry. 
And a lot of times, what when we touch on is always about how do we use innovation and technology to upgrade our industry. How do we integrate into the development of our China economic reform? The only non-establishment candidate to succeed is Tik Chi Yun, who won in the social welfare sector. He says the results show that people don't feel confident about society. He said he'll continue to speak up for democratic development. At least I will voice out our request, asking for the democracy development in Hong Kong, and we have a different voice to oversee the performance of our government. So I think we can represent part of our Hong Kong citizens. To work in our legislative council. Results have also been announced for the election committee constituency. Wendy Wong has more. All nine incumbent lawmakers have successfully been re-elected in this constituency, with Priscilla Leung getting the highest number of votes among all the candidates. There are a lot of new faces, including Principal Tan Fei, lawyer Maggie Chan, accountant Nelson Lam, Reverend Peter Kuhn, City University Professor Sun Dong, and eye doctor Dennis Lam. However, two English-speaking candidates, founder of the Lang Kwai Fong group, Alan Zeman, and former government official, Michael Rouse, have lost. Electrician Vincent Diu, bus driver Choi Wing Kang, and TV presenter Chen Chi Yi also lost. Ma Fung Kwok, who previously represented the sports, performing arts, culture and publication sector, was re-elected to LegCo in the election committee constituency. He said he was happy to see people with different backgrounds and expertise win. For all those candidates, they all come from different sector and different background. Through the, camp- the campaign process, I discovered many of those uh, can really represent a number of views from uh, various sector and, and uh, also even uh, different political inclination. So I think it's, it's a very good mix of uh, opinion. Lawyer Maggie Chan, who won in the election committee constituency, said Hong Kong would be better with all newly elected lawmakers being patriots. The results marked the milestone of new era of the patriots administering Hong Kong because all of us are patriots. And this marks all the legal members are acting within the four corners of the constitutional order and this will crystallize our force to have a betterment of Hong Kong. John Burns, Emeritus Professor and Honorary Professor of Politics at the University of Hong Kong, warned that the government should not ignore the low voter turnout for the elections, saying that they would be ignoring a potential source of instability in Hong Kong. Although the government has said various things at various times about turnout, it is, without a doubt, a very important indicator of the extent to which people are interested in this election. And I think we can see that Basically, 70% of uh, voters turned their back on it. And I think this um, says something not so much about apathy, but about alienation of a large group of uh, population. Former LegCo President Andrew Leung says non-establishment candidates didn't win many seats because they simply weren't good enough. Asked about the low turnout, Mr Leung rejected suggestions that this signified an inadequate public mandate. Is it inadequate? I don't agree. There are, you know, uh, other, you know, in countries with election, you know, maybe even lower. So don't try to give a reason that, you know, uh, it's inadequate, therefore uh, LESCO is not, you know, recognised by people of Hong Kong. You know, it's a fair 
election, they have to fight for the voters' uh, recognition. The chairman of the Electoral Affairs Commission, Barnabas Fung, says he's satisfied with the overall arrangements for the Legislative Council elections. He said both voting and counting went smoothly. There were about 11 polling stations where there were teething problems with the electronic poll register. But then I think we have to take it that it is by and large very smooth. Given that such an extensive system is implemented in over 630 polling station with connectivity and everything completed within two or three days before polling day. I think it is um, an achievement in itself. Mr Fong said the voter turnout in the geographical constituency was 30.2%, while 1,426 voters cast their ballots in the election committee constituency, representing a 98% turnout. Meanwhile, the functional constituency's provisional turnout rate is 32.22%. Chief Executive Carrie Lam will leave Hong Kong later today for Beijing to brief state leaders on the latest economic, social and political situation in the SAR. The duty visit is expected to conclude on Thursday. Her top aide, the director of the chief executive's office, Chang Kwok Kei, will accompany her. The chief secretary, John Lee, will be the acting CE while Mrs Lam is in the capital. To other news, police in the Philippines say the number of deaths caused by a major typhoon last week has risen to more than 200. The storm was the most powerful to hit the country this year. It forced hundreds of thousands of people to leave their homes. From Manila, here's the BBC's Howard Johnson. Four days on from Typhoon Rai's first landfall, the extent of the damage is becoming clear. Nine different islands in the southern Philippines experienced sustained ferocious winds and heavy rain, flattening thousands of homes and flooding vast tracts of land. The breadth of the destruction and the lack of communication lines is causing logistical delays in humanitarian support. Food, water, fuel and electricity are in limited supply on numerous islands. Locally, the observatory issued the standby signal number one after severe tropical cyclone Rai came within 800 kilometres of the SAR. The storm is expected to continue to weaken as it moves across the central part of the South China Sea. The leading infectious disease expert in the United States, Dr Anthony Fauci, has warned that Christmas travel will increase the spread of the Omicron COVID-19 variant, even among the fully vaccinated. Dr Fauci said that on current trends, the spread of Omicron could put serious stresses on US hospitals. He urged more Americans to get the vaccine and booster shots. We are going to see breakthrough infections. There's no doubt about that. The difference between a vaccinated and boosted person who has an infection and someone who has an infection who's never been vaccinated, a major difference with regard to the risk of severity. Research has shown that a booster shot can provide about 85% protection against severe illness through Omicron. To finance news, the People's Bank of China cut a benchmark interest rate for the first time in nearly two years, lowering the loan prime rate, or LPR, to 3.8%, from 3.85% in November. It's the first reduction of the LPR, which guides how much interest commercial banks charge to corporate borrowers since April 2020. It also follows the bank's decision earlier this month to lower the amount of cash that lenders must hold in reserve, which it said would release 1.2 trillion yuan into the economy. 
A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 22,839. That's 347 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $63 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 113.49 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 12 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 31 cents. To sports, and we start with football, where Manchester City will go into the Christmas holidays top of the English Premier League. They were 4-0 winners over Newcastle, who remain in the relegation zone three points from safety. City have won eight in a row. Manager Pep Guardiola says his team's performance wasn't as impressive as the scoreline suggests. Good result in a not good performance. We were lucky in the... In the well, it was a good action, but uh, Newcastle didn't defend well in the first goal. And after the second one, uh, brilliant action from Joao, but uh, the first half was the one of the worst we have played this season. And the second half was much better. Liverpool lost ground in the title race and had Andrew Robertson sent off during an incident-packed 2-2 draw at Tottenham. The game was watched by the BBC's John Murray. On their return to action, Tottenham served up an entertaining, incident-packed match with Liverpool, who dropped points for the first time for six weeks. Spurs went in front against the run of play through Harry Kane, but Jota and Robertson scored for Liverpool to turn it around, before Son calmly finished to make it 2-2 after goalkeeper Alisson missed his clearance. In a match of nine yellow cards, both teams had a good case for penalties not given. Harry Kane might have been sent off in the first half for a sliding challenge on Robertson, who himself was dismissed for a late swipe on Emerson. That was upgraded from a booking by VAR, unlike the earlier foul by Kane. Chelsea were held to a goalless draw by Wolves at Molyneux. Chelsea's request for the game to be postponed because of a COVID-19 outbreak was rejected on Sunday morning. Manager Thomas Tuchel said they were a bit angry with the decision. Our situation is not safe and we are talking about protection of the player in the safe environment and it's not safe. I would be not surprised if the next test show up and we have another positive because, like I said, we have four days consecutive positive tests. How should it stop if we sit in the bus, if we have dinners and, 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 and uh, we just uh, stay together like nothing happened? Hopefully it does stop and um, yeah, okay, we hope for the best. England's cricketers will need something akin to a miracle if they're to win the second Ashes Test against Australia in Adelaide. They finished day two on 82 for four and needing 386 to win, with Captain Joe Root's wicket being taken by Mitchell Stark on the final ball, simply adding to their misery. After play resumed a short while ago, England were 105 for six, still needing 363 runs. To the weather forecast, it'll be cloudy with occasional rain, which will be more frequent later on. Fresh northeasterly winds, occasionally strong offshore and on high ground. Currently, the observed tree, the temperature is 17 degrees Celsius, the humidity at 86%. And please be reminded the standby signal number one is now in force. New sports and weather from RTHK.
And welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Monday afternoon, Monday the twentieth of December. Is today's date. Cheers to the newsroom and cheers to James Ross for this morning's morning brew. As the countdown begins to Christmas, we've got a busy program for you this afternoon on the One Two Three Show. To start off with, we're going to be broadcasting the very last of Operation Santa Claus charities. As you know, we're supporting 18 charities this year, and throughout uh, the last uh, six weeks, you've heard uh, about each and one of them. And today, we'll be hearing about the Hong Kong Women's Workers Association, uh, which is one of the charities we're looking after. We're 